Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to this week's episode, lucky number 13. Today, my guest is Ariel Arnson. Ariel's a rapid transformational therapist, which I'll refer to as RTT for short. RTT is a hypnosis-based modality which uses additional techniques to allow people to go back to understand what events in life have conditioned certain limiting beliefs, and then to disempower those old beliefs and establish productive replacements. Ariel also hosts a podcast called The Messy Path with Whitney Oppenheisen, who joined us in episode seven to talk about boundaries and emotional triggers. Today with Ariel, we're delving into the topic of connection with our intuition. I think this is an important part of a health journey because first, our intuition will help us listen more deeply to our physical bodies and help us decode some of the messages our bodies are sending. Second, it helps us connect with our emotions more directly. And as you may realize, the emotional path is a key part of any health journey. And third, it helps connect us to our spiritual soul and our inner voice. When I started my health journey, I was very disconnected from my intuition and my ability to interpret what it was trying to tell me was very limited after years and years of ignoring and suppressing it. I believe that when we start to detox our bodies physically, it helps us to clear out the pathways for more easily connecting to our intuition. And this was something I unexpectedly noticed after a little more than a year on my own health journey. My intuition had started to come back, sort of like a long lost old friend. And it was clear to me that I had some emotional work that needed to be done at that time. Many intuitives also say that the connection that they have with their intuition only gets clearer with a clean and healthy diet. So in our conversation with Ariel this week, we'll talk about how today's society and personal experiences can foster intuitive disconnection, three things you can start doing today to start reconnecting with your intuition, and how RTT helps build that reconnection as well. And with that, let's go to the episode. Ariel, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Hi, Kirsten. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here today because I I can't wait to talk about intuition. It's such an important part of life and a health journey and an emotional health journey. And 
it's just, it's one of my favorite topics to dig into because I think there's so much there and it's so necessary for people right now. Yes. I think, you know, tuning into your intuition, feeling more connected is, is always important. And it's always something that we're working on, right? No one's like, yep, I'm, I'm connected. I'm in tune. Boom. Done. It's always a practice. It's always a journey. You're always connecting. It's, it's having a conversation. It's the relationship you have with yourself, right? So just like all relationships you've ever been in, you don't say, hi, nice to meet you, Kirsten. Now we have a relationship and we never need to talk again. Well, that's not a very great relationship. No one would enjoy that. So just as you do with, with your relationship with people outside of yourself, your relationship to your intuition is that it is an active journey. It's an active relationship. It's a practice. It's a conversation and it ebbs and flows and it will come to you in different ways and stronger or weaker or different signs, but it is always there because it is always inside you. It's always connected to you. It's always reaching out to you. And do you think these days, especially with the presence of social media, that people get more disconnected from their intuition? I think so. I think there's a lot of things that disconnect us from our intuition. And the more mechanized, you know, we become with with a lot of things in life speeds us up, right? And when we're speeding up and we do more, do more, do more, we ignore more of those things that slow us down. And it's in that slowness, in that stillness, where we can hear, where we can connect, where we can be in silence, where we can have moments where we're really checking in with ourselves. And I think even just the rapid pace in general of of our life, but it's so egoically driven. And I think that so much of what we see with social media or definitely a big facet of social media is in coming from that egoic. Um, push. This is what we're presenting. This is our hustle. This is our our presentation to the world. This is our edits. Um, and so, yeah, that definitely disconnects you from the truth. Now, I would say that that's based on a lot of things, your intuition when you're putting things out and your intuition when you're receiving, your intention when you're receiving. Because when you have the intention that you're going to share from a place of intuitive knowing, from a place that's connecting to the right people. I edit photos. I love editing my photos of of nature and my home and things like that because to me, it helps me share how I see things. To me, I'm not matching. I'm not presenting the photo to how I want it to be. I'm trying to translate the mechanism which captured that moment and translate the feeling, the emotion, the lighting, how it felt to me with a filter or an edit. Mm-hmm. And when I go on to social media, if I'm setting my intention to connect with other like-minded people to receive a message, you know, social media is also social media, the internet, all of these things, they're also extremely great mechanisms of the universe. They're agents of the universe. They're agents of our intuition of that greater body that's working to try to reach us. And so when we have that intention, when we're open to receiving and giving in that way, then it isn't coming from that egoic 
you know, disconnected kind of way. But if I go on my social media and just scroll, 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 blah, 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 doom scrolling, I think the kids are calling it these days. And, um, you know, then sure, the picture of my, you know, ex-boyfriend who now has a baby and also somebody else who this and that. And that's when you when you start to go into the and everything is terrible. The virus is a killing the world. Everybody is hopeless. You, even when you're staying home, it's just worse, worse. worse. Yeah, of course. My anxiety is going to heighten. My triggers are going to go up. But if I'm setting my intention to access information that feels good, that is aligned, that's the appropriate information for me to take in at this time, and I'm queuing into myself so that I'm not doom scrolling, but I'm receiving or I'm checking in or I'm engaging to the level that's emotionally, energetically appropriate for me, then, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-social media by any means, but it's that energetic intention. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the other things do you think that disconnect people from their intuition? Mm, shutting down emotions, I think, is one of the, the biggest things. I see this a lot with my, with my clients um, with rapid transformational therapy, where we're, we're going into their emotional state upon which these beliefs are created. And so many people are disconnected from their emotions. And so they're making an agreement with themselves, with their body, with their emotions. That was too scary. That was too big. That was too angry, too sad, too rejected. Whatever it happens to be, that wasn't safe. That's what it always boils down to. It wasn't safe. That wasn't safe. I don't feel safe. And so our body then shuts it down. We make those agreements with ourselves. Well, I'm not going to react like that anymore. I'm never going to show emotion. Heartbreak is a big one, right? You you break up from, from a relationship and you're crying saying, I never want to feel this way again. Your mind, your body is listening and it says, okay, next good person that comes along, ah, rejecting them, rejecting them because your body, your mind has associated love with that pain. And you haven't reprogrammed now when you get stuck in that and you don't reprogram it or do the healing work or expand beyond that, then it becomes an issue and it starts to push love away. And so it's that disconnection from our emotions is such a big one when we're shutting down, numbing out, you know, all of our addictions, right, which includes social media addiction, all of our addictions are a numbing agent. They're a way of disconnecting us from ourselves, giving too much to over other people, not caring about yourselves. You know, so many, you know, as a mother, as a woman, right? So this is a big, you know, warning for all of us. Don't just only give, don't disconnect from yourself because you're doing, 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 doing for others. You have to be in balance. So there, what, what doesn't disconnect, you know, from ourselves baths, walks in nature, quiet time, those connect ourselves. Beyond that, you can use almost anything (laughs) to distance yourself. This is something um, Whitney and I talk about a lot in, in our Messy Path course. Ariel and Whitney Oppenheisen, and I had Whitney on the show a few weeks back, they do a podcast called The Messy Path, where they talk about lots of things like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you go back to episode seven, that was my interview with Whitney. But I'm sorry, I just wanted to interject in there. Listeners probably know who Whitney is. 
And we have a course as well. And it was actually, our podcast was actually stemmed from our course. And one of the major questions that we ask in the course is, when did you break up with yourself? And for so many of us, it's like, oh my gosh, when you start to think back in your journey of self-discovery and growth and, and ticking off those boxes, I have to get married at this time. This is what my house has to look like. This is what my job has to look like. Whatever those ticks may be, when did you step away from your needs, wants, and desires, your alignment to your truth, speaking your in your convictions, all of these things? When did you give up of yourself? When did you break up with yourself? These are huge moments of disconnection, and they can often look like the smallest decision, the smallest, simplest thoughts. But when they're embedded deeply into our emotional subconscious, then that disconnect happens. But it's not hopeless. It's just as easy to reconnect. It's just as easy to reconnect, but you have to set that intention as well. Yeah. So you also talked about some of your RTT sessions. Why don't you give us a brief overview of what RTT is exactly and the kind of work that you do. And then we can, we can move on and talk about, um, you know, how do we reconnect with our intuition? Cause clearly that's the goal. I, I think so for sure. Um, my work as a rapid transformational therapist truly connects people back to their truth, their inner truth, their innate truth, that they are lovable. You are enough. You are worthy. You matter. So many of our issues, our disconnection is disconnecting from our truth, ourselves, our inherent being. And we, through rapid transformational therapy, I use hypnosis, which is guided meditation to really tap into your subconscious. Your subconscious is the part of you that remembers everything that's ever happened in your life. It's connected to all of your events of your life, um, your soul, your emotions, your beliefs. This is what is always running. And we tap into that part of you that knows where did these beliefs come from? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I stuck? Why can't I, whatever, move forward in my life? We go back, we revisit, not, not relive, just revisit, reflect on primary scenes of your life of where this developed, getting that understanding. How did this develop? Why did this develop? Where did this come from? Then based on that, we're able to do the healing transformative work at the deep emotional subconscious level to do the healing that allows you to move forward. Then we reframe, we move forward, we cast out that outdated belief that's no longer serving you, that you're not enough that you're not worthy, that you have to do this and this and this and this and this in order to feel good or be lovable. We cast those away because that's not the truth. Your truth, everyone's truth is that you are enough. You are lovable. This goes back to Marion Williamson's quote, it is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. It is our journey as humans to continue to step further and further into our light, into our truth, into our expansion. And that's what we connect with in the end of the session, the transformation. The transformation is the neuro-linguistic reprogramming that's connecting you, rewiring your thoughts, your brain activity to call in your truth, 
making what feels unfamiliar, familiar, bringing in healing, bringing in love, bringing in abundance, making that feel good, making it sound good to your thoughts, making it feel more comfortable. And then we listen to a recording of that for the next 21 days, creating that new habit of thought, rewiring your mind, reprogramming your life and allowing you to move forward. I describe it as shifting the base of your mountain. At some point, we develop these beliefs that are have turned to silt. They're soft and malleable and, and unstable, and we're, we're faltering underneath them. And doing this process shifts the base of your mountain to be more in alignment, more grounded to your truth, your inherent power um, inside of you and be able to continue to grow and develop from that point. Mm -hmm. I have done a little bit of RTT work. I worked with an RTT therapist two years ago and it was fascinating because yes, you're under hypnosis. And for the particular thing I was working on, she brought me back to three different times in my life that were the things that helped cement the belief mm-hmm. that I had that we were trying to break. And as she coached me through it, it was one of those things that she said, they may, you know, on your rational conscious mind, you may not be able to think of what they were, but when we have you hypnotized, as you said, you can go back through the full tape of your life. It's all in there. It's all in your subconscious, but it can't always necessarily get to your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So you may not remember, but she brought me back to three points and it's, it's hypnosis, right? So all of a sudden she'd snap her fingers and it would bring me back to something that I had no idea this was connected to. Mm-hmm. It's magic. I mean, like I can, I can list all of, all the scientific words and, and what this is, but when you're actually in it, it it's just like you're saying, um, Kirsten, you snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're in a scene, you're in this moment. And more importantly, you're feeling the feelings you're tapping into the beliefs, what about what was being formed. And I'll say that with the caveat that I have, you know, so many of my clients are, are survivors of, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, severe trauma, you're not reliving those, but you're looking at that event and saying, Oh, my gosh, that's when I believed I wasn't lovable. That's when I believe no one could ever love me. That's when I believe my body wasn't my own, whatever it happens to be. And that's where it stopped. You might be able to say, oh yeah, well, you know, I've had that. Of course, that's when it is. But when you're able to do the healing work at the emotional level, that is damaged because that's what it is. Your emotional state is damaged from big T or little T trauma. It doesn't irrelevant because inside of your body, it's acting the same way. It's creating these bigger issues inside of you. And we're able to do that healing at the deep, deep level that they're created. Yeah. I really thought that technique was amazing. Well, and even your story, I loved your story from, um, we did a group past life, um, RTT focus, um, where back in April, I think Mm -hmm. online. Yes. We did a group session that was amazing. I hosted a group session about healing because it was at the kind of quote unquote beginning of, of the pandemic. And so just trying to instill more healing and um, into people's lives. And you had this issue with eczema on your hands. Yep. Yeah. I've, and I've talked about it before. I've had eczema on my hands for the past three years and 
that at the time was flaring a lot. And so I was really looking for some help with that. And Ariel walked us through this um, hypnosis session and she, I kept thinking, what is this going to bring up? Like, I have no idea what this is going to be connected to. And in this case, unlike when I was working with the, the RTT therapist two years ago, which was all current life stuff, it brought up a lot of past life stuff, mm-hmm. which, you know, listeners may or may not relate to past life, life stuff. But when I say with past life is like, I believe that we have lifetime, full lifetimes before this physical lifetime. But I can also say my past life when I was in college, my past life before I was an RTT therapist, my past life as there's, we conceptually say in my past life over and over and over again. So whether or not it's a metaphor or it's a physical different embodiment that you lived at a different time space, reality is to me irrelevant because our body is still holding onto it. Our subconscious is still holding onto it. Whether it's a metaphor or an actual past event, mm-hmm. it, it, our body is still holding that memory. And for you, was holding this memory of being, can I say, of being absolutely being a witch and having your hands be burned. What was it? Yeah, it, there was one where my hands were burned with acid, which was a separate one, which is not when I was a witch, and another one when I was a witch when my hands were being literally just burned by fire. Like I was being punished for the gifts that I had, mm-hmm. and they were physically burning my hands with fire. And you're even with the group meta, the group session, which didn't have um, the one-on-one verbiage for you. Your eczema was clear for three months after that. Yep. Which I think is amazing and really shows that it's the power of understanding. Once you understood, oh my gosh, this is from my past lives. I don't need to have this anymore. But now you're also able to couple it with why is it coming back? And I have my theory, right? As you started doing more healing work, you started doing more intuitively guided work. And at that time, your hands were like, remember, this is not safe, Kirsten. And your eczema came back. But we can see those as reminders. And we can tell ourselves, tell our bodies, nope, we are safe. This is different now. You could do something more specifically on it. And now you have the awareness you're cueing into the messaging that our body is delivering to us. And that's so much of what our physical ailments are because our intuition, our spirit guides, our other lifetime, the breath of life, right? The, the universal energy, it is all it's trying to do is translate messages to us in whatever way it can. Sometimes that's hearing things, seeing things, visions, physical signs. Sometimes it's feeling our body sensations, right? Physical ailments, things like the eczema on your hand, people telling you things. It is just trying to get the message to you as best it can in whatever way it's trying to translate. And so your body there was like, hey, you're not safe. But you can have the power, you know, I am safe. What do I need to do to feel more safe in this situation? Maybe it's an energy clearing when you're done with that practice. Maybe it's simply stating, I'm safe to be doing this work now. Um, Another type of check-in, whatever it is, that you can say, no, this is, we're okay now, right? We're not 
burning witches' hands with fire. That's not what's going to happen. You're safe to share these messages. Mm -hmm. And you reminded me of this last week. And when we had our conversation last week, my hands were starting to get fairly inflamed again. But you reminded me, go back and visit some of that stuff and do some of that work, which I have some of the tools to do that work on my own now. And I went back and did some of that work. And I will tell you, within a couple of days, my hands were a lot better once again. I'm like, okay, so this is the key. This is one of the keys. And this is why we have this conversation, right? Because Mm -hmm. for people who are on a healing journey, they may not have realized yet that they need to do emotion work, or they may need to take another direction with their emotion work. We all have yeah, a lot built have into some us. Type of relapse. It doesn't mean it's the worst. I um, I have eczema too, and I just had an eczema outbreak starting at the beginning of last week or whatever. It was also the peak of my menstrual cycle, and the message was very clear to me. Hey, you didn't shower yet today. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to hustle too much to do something get something out, get ready for the holidays. And it was like, girl, you got to slow down. Remember me, remember your body, you got to do some nurturing to this. So I rubbed my nice lotion, I settled myself down, I took more time for me that day, set intentional time to really focus and care on myself. And, and it's gone in the next two days, right? Because it still has to process out of my body. But it, I knew that that was the message it was trying to give me that day because of my own work with, with tapping into that. What did that mean for me? Why was this developing? You know, oftentimes it's just bringing our awareness to our needs, right? And slowing us down in that way. I feel like a lot of times, and I was certainly someone who felt this, I had really lost a lot of the connection to read the messages that my body Mm -hmm. was sending to me. And so part of this journey for me was really connecting with that. And I think your example is the perfect one because you realized my body is trying to tell me something and there is enough evidence here. And right, this is just the reminder. I need to take it easy. I need to be kinder to myself. And I think that's so important. I had a client once who, who was told she was pregnant by the eye doctor Like it was just the most bizarre, like, I don't even know how that happened, but she realized that she was pregnant while at the eye doctor, not anything to do with her woman body, her eyes. And it was this (laughs) this comical turn of events. And, but she was so disconnected from her body, from being in tune with her and that it was like, no, you're, you're pregnant. You pay attention to us. And she was even saying when I was pregnant, I, I had to go to the bathroom when I needed to go to the bathroom. There wasn't an option. I had to do this. I had to do that. The pregnancy made her focus on her own body on why she was at the eye doctor. She was losing her far sight when she expected to be losing her close sight. I don't, I always get the words mixed up, but instead of being having a hard time reading up close, she had a hard time seeing farther away. What her eyes were essentially doing was focusing closer to herself. They were literally trying to give her the message in any way possible to focus on herself, to give herself more attention, to focus not on her eyes, E-Y-E, but on her eye, herself, I. And 
it was that these are the kinds of twists that the universe, that our bodies, that our energy, that our souls are trying to align us to, trying to wake us up to, trying to use those tools to help us learn. And when she was able to do that, then her eyesight's repaired. She isn't needing to focus on that as much because now she understands and she's able to treat it from the inside out. That's an incredible story. That's it was, pretty a, it was a really funny session. And, and I think that that's a good thing to note too, is like, oh yeah, most people cry through most of their session, but sometimes it's like lighthearted and jovial moments right through this when she's like, and then the eye doctor tells me I'm <laughs> pregnant. And I'm like, what? I mean, you talk about not expecting that as a as a you know listener. You're like, what? That's I was I was cracking up, but she was cracking up, so it was fine. But yeah, that's good. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I will say when I did the session with the RTT therapist a couple of years ago, it was emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was what I think of as sort of run of the mill emotional, you know, you're tapping into stuff that was emotional from when I was a kid. Right. The, um, the witch having my hands burned, that was super emotional. That was not something I had expected. It was, it was sort of horrifying, but, um, yeah, but you weren't reliving it. You were reviewing it. And so all yes. of what you're doing was when you were tapping into those emotions was a releasing those emotions, releasing translation, those pains, those hurts, those fears, those warnings, and bringing it to light, saying, you don't need to feel like this anymore. You don't need to hold on to this. I'm an empath, and I feel like having RTT sessions especially is one of the freest spaces that I have ever encountered for me to actually release my feelings, my emotions in a safe way. And you you want to talk about people crying, right? My I make this joke a lot because my name is Ariel, which is also a famous mermaid and I'm an, a Pisces and an empath. And I think, you know, I just cry myself in an ocean and, um, but it gives me the freedom of space and, and, and energetic space to be able to actually release it from my body. And so many of our issues are from holding on to emotions. Emotions aren't bad. Anger isn't bad. Depression isn't bad. Grief isn't bad. Anxiety isn't bad. It's bad when we hold on to them, when we stuff them down, when we don't give them the space to appropriately be expressed, to appropriately heal, to give it in, to give to the light, right? Because that's what we really need to do. And when we stuff them down, that's when we create issues in our body. That's when diseases form that are linked up to emotions. That's when all of these of integrative medicine, integrative wellness really comes into play that our emotional being is in, is in concert with our physical being. They're one and the same. They're interacting. And when we're tapping into those, when we're pushing all of our anger down, when we're pushing all of our sadness down, when we're stuffing our voice down and not expressing what we need, not expressing what needs to be heard, again, in an appropriate way, that's when we create issues. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and I know you know this, um, I'm also an emotion code practitioner and mm-hmm. It, that's very similar language that we use mm-hmm. as well. Like you get emotions that are trapped in your body and 
our bodies are energy. Yes. And that energy, that emotion that you were feeling, it it's there to be felt at the time that it happened and then moved past. Mm-hmm. And when we are stuffing them down and we're not feeling them all the way through so that they're past, they can get stuck in our bodies and it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to a friend, it's somebody that you know as well. I won't mention their name, but um, they were talking about one time they were very upset about something and they decided to just go into their room and cry about it. And mm-hmm. they said, I'm just going to cry until it's out. Yeah. Healthiest thing you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. And she said, I thought it was going to take hours. And after about two minutes, I was cried out. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, why didn't I do this before? Because you're giving yourself permission to do it right? And it's the resistance. I'm not supposed to cry. It's bad if I'm crying about this, right? Look at the microscope of what, of the embodiment of tears, of the microcosms of tears. And you have joy tears, you have happiness tears, you have sadness, you have sorrow, you have grief. Your the molecular composition of tears are different based on the emotions that they're shed from. And for some people, Hearing that you can cry tears of joy and happiness is completely unheard of to them because they're not tapped into that. They're not tuned into that. They haven't experienced or expressed that. Not saying that you've only felt joy if you've cried about it, but just giving yourself permission in that moment when you're seeing something so beautiful or you're sharing that tender, joyful moment with a loved one. And you're, it's just welling up beautiful tears of joy and happiness. That is good too. Even stuffing those down turns into ugliness inside of your body, right? It turns against you in your body. Like, well, got to cap that. Can't show this much happiness. Can't show this much love. Can't show this much joy. All of the, even when it's a happy thing capping yourself, capping those emotions, stuffing them down at any level of the emotional scale creates damage in, in your emotions, in your energy, in your well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think part of getting back in touch with intuition is uncapping that. Yes. And feeling more free. Mm-hmm. Yep. So many of my clients say um, after our session, when they've said, when their real issue is being disconnected, right? Disconnected from their emotions, disconnected from themselves in whatever way. And they'll, they'll message me a couple days later and say, I'm feeling really frustrated and really angry. And I'm like, yay, isn't that awesome? What are you doing about it? Are you productively expressing it in some way? Because that was the goal. You know, it wasn't Oh, great. Now we've done this. Here's my magic wand. You'll only feel joy. You'll only feel love. You'll only feel acceptance. You'll only feel peace. No, you signed up for the gamut. You signed up for the human experience. The human experience is riding the emotional wave. Now, what healing work, what being connected to your intuition, connected to your inner knowing does is raise the standard of your basis, right? It raises the standard. It raises the base. It steadies your mountain so that when you go through the waves, you're not bottoming out into a 
a depression you can't pull out of, into an anger that's super destructive, harmful, damaging, into um, any of these things where you're numbing out to the extent that becomes very damaging, but that you're continuing to move through it. You're feeling that sorrow, you're feeling that anger, you're feeling that frustration and saying, oh, okay, I understand why I'm feeling this way. And that's okay to feel that way. That's a very appropriate response to this very upsetting thing that's happening. And now I know how to express it in a productive way and I can move forward. And you've processed through that emotion instead of being like, whoa, super upset about that. Can't talk to you though. Not going to do anything. Just going to bottle that up, right? That's what we want to move against. Feeling your feelings is our human experience goal. The image that came to mind as you were talking about that was when you are disconnecting from it and trying not to feel it, it's like you're trying to pass through that sticky, mucky mud Mm -hmm. that when you've stuck your foot in it, you've got to pull your foot out of your shoe because there's no way your shoe is coming out. You've got to pull your foot out and then try to yank your shoe out. And then when you're able to give yourself the space to feel the emotion, it's just like passing through water. It's much easier. There's much less resistance when you just let yourself feel it. You've been trying not to, but you let yourself feel it. And then you can just keep passing through and keep moving on rather than having to take off your shoe, stick your foot with your sock on in the mud so that you can pull your shoe out. And then you've got to figure out how to clean the mess up later. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about your stuck. You're stuck. You've been in depression for five years. You're on blah, blah, blah medication. You've been, quote unquote, stuffing your anger down because you're not an angry person for the last however many years of your life. You're not expressing and feeling love. You're not excited about things. Whatever it is, you are stuck. Is it hopeless? Absolutely not listening to this podcast was a big step for you today. Now taking the aligned action, right? This is when connecting to your intuition is your life raft. And this is like, I love the story, right? With with the, the guy in the house and the flood comes and the warning says, evacuate the house. And he says, no, 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 God will save me. Then now the water's up to the doorstep, the lifeboat comes and, and he says, no, I don't need a lifeboat. God's going to save me. Then the helicopter comes to get him off of the roof now. And he's like, no, God's going to save me. And he gets to heaven and is like, why didn't you save me? And he's like, what else did you want me to do? (laughs) You know, you have to take the lifeboat, but there isn't an end. The universe, God, however you describe the connection of the, the life force that runs through all of us, however you attune to that, is infinitely giving you providing you opportunities of lessons and growth. And that is what is presented to you time and time and time and time. There isn't an end point to that. They are always giving you tests, opportunities to move forward. And so how do you know what to do? The next right next thing. The next thing that feels good, that feels better. This week, I'm really talking about gratitude journaling. Gratitude journaling is one of the easiest, simplest ways to shift the vibration of your energy, to shift your emotions, because it focuses your attention 
on something that you are grateful for. It turns your face, turns your energy towards something that's good instead of what you're stuck in. When I was in my, let's say, bad depression state, I was like, I would write down things like only cried once today. But what it also led me to was my first big healing practice as well. And it brought in those opportunities. And I'm able to look out the window and say, wow, the clouds look really beautiful today. Instead of saying, it's always raining. It's never nice. I'm miserable all the time, right? You're able to see the light and let it come into you. So just doing that, what does that mean? Challenge yourself, write down three things today that you're grateful for. Tomorrow, make it five. A week from now, make it 10, whatever it is. If you have three things that you're repeating every day, give yourself two other ones. Because even saying, I am grateful to be alive today. I'm grateful for the listening to this podcast, for connecting with a friend, for someone calling me, whatever it is, if it's the same thing every day, at least that's shifting your intention and shifting your energy to be focusing on more things that feel good. And when you focus on those good feelings, good feelings come back to you. That's the law of attraction. That is the law of attraction. And I do think that's so important, especially in 2020. It's Mm -hmm. been a crazy year. And back in March and April, I I try not to watch the news that much, but there have been times this year when I've watched more of the news and I live with my mom right now. And there are times when one or both of us would get upset about things that were going on in Mm -hmm. the news. And finally, I would say, okay, we're turning the news off. We're having a moratorium on the news. We're, we're not watching that. And I would, we would go and look out the back windows of the house and we have a beautiful view, right? We moved to Florida a year ago. The weather here is generally fantastic, which is such a nice change for me from living in the Northeast. And we appreciate that it's a beautiful sunny day and we have a great view out over a golf course. And then I remind her, there's no pandemic at our house. There's no pandemic Mm -hmm. in our house. Within the four walls of our house, we are all healthy. Our direct family members, healthy. Um, You know, especially this week with everything, you know, cases have been going up and whatnot. We have been in the house for two weeks. We haven't gone anywhere. We have self-isolated. And the family that we have coming for Thanksgiving this week has self-isolated for the last two weeks too. So they're going to come. We are going to have a good old family Thanksgiving very safely. Because mm-hmm. nobody's traveling any great distance, and we're very lucky to be able to do that. But there are times when I have done that reframing, and it's not always just for her benefit. Sometimes right. it's for mine because I get all wound up on it too. So for I sure. think that's it's a really important exercise to start refocusing on the positive things in our lives. So many people throughout this time have of the pandemic has almost like a confession admitted to me but there's really good things happening in my life. This has allowed me, I like my job more now that I don't have to go into a building, now that I don't have to go through traffic. It's given me more quality time with my partner. It's allowed me to do blah, 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 blah. They're like secretly admitting that there's something really good coming from this. So many people asked for this. 
So many people asked for this. What did you ask for in this? And that's the good, that's the bad. And it's highlighting what is working well for you, where it worked well. You like working from home. You like being able to connect with somebody in a different way. You like that quality time with your partner. What are, you like having more time for self-care instead of being stuck in traffic all the time. Embrace that expand those good things and expand that further into your life. We're always going to be dealing with something. No one lives a heart stars and horseshoes life where every day is bliss and nothing ever touches them. No one is immune, but it's what we're focusing on and then countering that. All right, cool. You're safe. You're healthy in your home. What about the people? What about the times of your life when you know, my dad's in the hospital, my sister's in the hospital, it's the polar vortex, the dog is dying, we have this other thing, when the, the, the refrigerator, you know, blew out the same week of, of the microwave, what, what happens when you're in it? Yeah, it works then too. It works then too. And focusing into what is working, having that quality time, being able to check on them, whatever it is, Finding right the, the silver lining in any part of it, even if it's the smallest one, because even through survival, there is something good that's happening. It's that you're surviving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so besides a gratitude journal, what are some of the other things that you recommend to clients? Mm. Um, breathing, being present in your breath, in your moment. I'm trying to give you really simple, easy ones, but it actually is that easy. So many people's inner voices in, in sessions and guidance with me say, yep. Okay. I had a one lady say, how, how can this person feel more connected to, to this universal love and this connection to her higher self? And they were like, her response from her, her inner being voice was like, um, she can let, you know, lay naked in, in the, is, touch as much of her body to nature as she can. And I was like, well, as a mother of two and a business owner in Arizona, aside from, you know, public nudity in the park, <laughs> what's something else that she could maybe do on a more practical level? Breathe. It can be that simple, breathe, breathe in, breathe out, exhale out what's no longer serving you, exhale out that anxiety, exhale out that tension, less on your inhale, more on your exit, on your output, on your exhale, right? Breathe that out, release it, use a few moments, just a few moments to breathe, be conscious of your breathing, because your breathing is always happening. Put your attention to it. Focus on that in the moment. And that will shift your energy. Just doing that, calming yourself down, calming your voice down. I talk all the time. What stops me? (sighs) All right. Because especially when we get wound up, excited, Mm -hmm. nervous, you know, whatever the emotion you want to pick, we breathe very shallowly. Mm-hmm. And the contrast with that of breathing deeper and bringing more of that life-giving air into us, mm-hmm. it really does have an amazing physical effect. Mm-hmm. Then another one that I like 
um, is journaling. And by journaling, I mean free writing. Um, free writing is, you know, getting into an aligned space and just writing through it, asking questions and just writing the words down that come through you as you're responding. That's free writing. It's also called intuitive writing, those kinds of things. And when you say get into alignment first, for people who aren't familiar with that phrase, can you talk about space where you're feeling good or calm or connected to yourself? But that can even start by just setting the intention that you're journaling right now and that you're connecting. Because especially if you're journaling about something that you're hyped up about, that you're upset about, that you're feeling overwhelmed about, right, where we're feeling disconnected, unsure, releasing that first, you can actually do that through journaling too. So I have a really good prompt for this actually right now on my website. And it's, and it's a, my, my free download at this time. And it's called um, Processing Through Ego Freakouts, A Journal Guide to Connecting to Your Soul. You can get it on my website, arielarnson.com. Um, and it, it's a fun picture of a lady with clouds all around her, because that's what we feel like when, when the ego is swirling around us and we can't feel that connection. And the first thing is to write it out. What is upsetting you right now? And just keep going, just keep going until it's out of you. Just getting it out is so important. If that's three pages, if that's an entire notebook, give yourself the permission to actually release it from you. Then start asking the questions. What does my soul have to say about this? And just write down what's coming through as the answer. Why does this have to happen to me? Why is this happening? Why can't I just respond differently? What should I be doing? What should I be focusing on? Be still and know. Be still and know. You're on the right path. All in love and light. Connect to your inner guidance. Those are going to be some of the messages that will come through to you. And I say this from experience for myself and from working with a lot of other people doing this processing in that way. It's kind of like, it's kind of like in Harry Potter in the, whatever it's the first movie or whatever. And he finds the the book that's actually like Voldemort's childhood book or whatever. And he, his diary, yep. he writes into the page and his letters disappear and the response bleeds forward. That's the process of intuitive journaling. You're just writing through what comes up as you're doing it. And that's such a, it's such a beautiful way of receiving the messages from your, your intuition, your inner guidance system, your inner being, your angels, whatever it is that you're tapping into is a good way to process through it. And if you're going to tell me, well, all I do is scribble big, angry letters. Cool. Keep doing that. Just keep doing that. And then at the end, say, I'm grateful for whatever today. If, it, if you still need to be processing more, put down something you're grateful for. Ask a question. Then go for a walk. Do the dishes. Do something where your mind isn't being blasted by something else, by other thoughts, by other words. And listen. Listen to the thoughts that are coming into your mind. Listen to the the music that's playing outside of your head. What message is it telling you right now? Listen to the song that's in your head. Trust those words. Your relationship with your intuition is solely based in trust. Solely based in trust. It's about listening, trusting that that message is for you right now. That when that lyric is playing and it catches your ear, 
while you're thinking and asking that certain question, yep, that was a response for you. When you are are driving and you're seeing a question and the billboard all of a sudden reads, trust your intuition, take action on your intuition, personal experience of mine, I'm like, okay, yep, all right, guess I'm moving forward with that thought, right? Or you hear, see a big stop sign, but it's on like a, a truck or something like that, you know? It's not in where it's supposed to be. Yeah, pay attention. That's not where you want to go. That's not the thought you want to pursue. The thought you want to pursue, the action you want to pursue is the one that feels good. When you see a sign, a number, a marking, a song, a smell, and you're like, oh, trust that feeling. And when you look at it and think, well, this can't possibly pertain to what I'm thinking about. It's definitely um, is. Reset because it definitely is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The messages are coming through. There's a fun kind of play on words of saying that there is no such thing as coincidence. It's um, cooperative incident, right? It's coming together. It's your intention, your energy being matched by the energy of the universe. It is a cooperative incident. Um, It's similar to what, uh, how Oprah describes luck, right? Luck is opportunity meeting energy. It's those things coming together and you create synchronicity. It's your synchronicity with the energy and alignment of the universe. I always think of them like gears and I don't know why I have no real history in gears. I'm not a mechanic in any way, but I can see these big, you know, like Disney-esque gears from old, old school Mickey Mouse or whatever. This is how they look in my head of those big clocks. And as they're clicking and clicking together, they, they read the right time. Yeah, right. It goes back to the even a broken clock reads the right time twice a day. Right. This yes. is for you. This is for you. We'll just keep telling you. We'll just keep telling you. And when you hear it, when you see it, when it clicks, then you're ready to move forward. You're ready to move move on. And it's that feeling, that trusting, that intuition, that's your inner guidance. Great. And so the worksheet, we'll put a link for the worksheet in the show mm-hmm. notes. Uh, remind us what it was called again, processing through ego, ego freakouts. Ego freakouts. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So we'll put that in the show notes so people can look at that. Ariel, thank you so much for doing this. This is so helpful. And I love that people now have three tools to use to help them get in better touch with their intuition. And I hope, I hope everybody got the value out of this that I did as well today. Well, that's wonderful. And and really the best tool for, for anyone is what feels best, what feels good. It's pursuing what feels good in the moment and really being in awareness of when it stops feeling good, right? If eating a piece of chocolate makes you feel really good right now, okay, that's good. If eating the entire bar and then another one stops feeling good, that's when you know you need it to stop, right? That's your, your inner guidance. Um, kind of be like, oh yeah, that was too much. That applies to everything. It applies to everything. And you can cue into it in just those simplest ways. But the best guide is your feelings. Absolutely. Fantastic. Where can people find you on social media? Um, my website is arielarnson.com. 
So Ariel, like the little mermaid, Arnson, A-R-N-S-O-N.com. And I love using Instagram because I love pictures and I like connecting on that way. My Instagram handle is Ariel's underscore Cosmos for the order of the universe. <laughs> That's my, the, my little throw to my woo-woo-ness is <laughs> I had that created and I knew it was going to be for my business. So it's Ariel's, A-R-I-E-L-S underscore Cosmos. Excellent. And are you on Facebook? Yep. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, it's my name, Hypnotherapy. So Ariel Arnson Hypnotherapy. But all of it is linked together too. So Great. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you again for doing this. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. And I welcome any questions as well from, from people. You know, feel free to reach out to me, comment on something, send me an email. Um, if there's a question about something that you said, that I said, or we talked about through the program, um, or if you're interested in, in RTT as well, um, I can explain it a lot. I never thought I'd be a hypnotherapist in my life either. So um, I, <laughs> I have all the same weird qualms and stuff about, about it as other people had. And we can just talk that through because it, it really is truly a transformational process. Absolutely. And another place, if you want to get to know Ariel a little more is on their podcast, The Messy mm -hmm. Path, the messy which path. is a fantastic podcast that I listen to all the time. Um, I love that. Thank you so much, Kristen. You're certainly welcome. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did and even picked up on a few more tidbits from it as I was reviewing it again to prepare it for airing. Show notes for this episode, episode number 13, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com backslash podcast. To receive a copy of Ariel's Processing Through Ego Freakouts, a journal guide to connecting to your soul, please go to podcast.carefullyhealing.com backslash freakout for your free copy, or find the link for this in the show notes. I would also like to point you to one of the episodes for Ariel's podcast, The Messy Path. There's an episode in there called Gratitude, and it expands more on the idea of gratitude journaling, as Ariel mentioned in our interview today. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. I think that was a really good episode, so I think it'll be uh, pretty relevant to what we were talking about today. If you'd like to find me on social media, I'm on Facebook at Carefully Healing and on Instagram at Carefully Healing with Kirsten. If you've been enjoying the Quest for Healing podcast, please feel free to share this episode with a friend. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium lauryl sulfate-free. 
So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always wanna be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.